0: Welcome to the Infant Knot Podcast, I'm Cure Nimbus, and this is my co-host Daka. Howdy. We're focused on the casual nature of the game, and talking about our experiences with all that's new. This week, or I should say this month, we'll be covering all of the Elsa Bloodstone season, and holy moly, is there a ton of content to cover. I, it's just been insane, there's just a lot to talk about, um... Before we get into the nitty gritty of all the changes, all the new cards, and you know the anniversary that happened, uh, Daka, how's your time in in Snap been? I because for me personally, I feel like the meta has been pretty good up until like this week.
1: I don't know. For
0: me, me personally, it's been
1: painful. Yeah, yeah. Because someone didn't get a change until recently. Um. But never minding my want to run negative decks, uh, pretty fun, all things considered. I've been messing around with quite a few of the new cards, one of them very in particular, which I've come to love all the way. Um, but other than that, yeah, just been pretty enjoyable, all things considered.
0: Yeah, I, I will say it's, um, it's been, it's been a hot minute since I've, I played snap, uh, uh, snap this much. Um, uh, before we hopped on, I, I also mentioned, I actually, I'm at like rank 97 right now. And that's just because I've been playing so much. Um, I haven't been like gunning for infinite or anything. I, I think it's still within my morals to say that I don't need to hit it. And so I'm not going to try to hit it. I'm, if I get there, I, I get there. Um, uh, with that being said, um, let's just hop into it. Okay, so at the beginning of the month, um, new season starts. We're all a little sick of Loki, and uh, yeah, man, um, Mobius has taken over the meta. Uh, Loki, despite that, is still strong, and you know we're we're not too sure how how the how the next month is going to go. But Elsa drops, and it. Almost more impressively, ends up in every deck. (laughs) Like, apparently, you know, looking at some of the stats during that week, it was in like eighty-five percent of decks. It was insane. Um, Because who doesn't like plus three power on all of your lanes for almost no effort? Uh, So Elsa, of course, is a two-two, and when you fill a location with a card, it it got three power. Uh, did you play a ton with Elsa? Uh,
1: not really. Towards the end of the first week, uh, I did build a move list with her in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but honestly, outside of that, I really haven't used her too much. Um, yeah, I've just been using her in my move list, which is pretty fun. But yeah, I've I've definitely seen Elsa everywhere and everything. Um, it, it's kind of hard to bounce. To ignore, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Bounce Elsa so strong. And, um yeah, I'd like, here's the thing. It, what really perplexes me is they're like, you know, with Loki, it's clear that they overshot. And they, they've mentioned that they, they overshot with Loki a bit. But who looks at Elsa and is like, yeah, you know, a uh, 2-16 uh, makes sense. Yeah. What? Huh? <laughs> are you are you serious right now? I, like maybe maybe the the decks that people were playing weren't like totally optimized in their their playtesting but like come on. You throw Nightcrawler, you throw um uh Jeff, you throw Jeff. Vision, uh you throw freaking Kitty in in there oh. and it's just so easy to put massive amounts of power on the board yeah Uh,
1: i also forgot i am running her in a thanos
0: list oh yeah Um, that's pretty good
1: and i think my favorite thing to throw her or or to get um, effectiveness with her is throwing down a professor
0: x yeah that's gross too yeah man it's uh I, i mean what what can you say i i think at this point we've established that like if you're giving something plus three power, and it it goes across the board, it's too strong. We saw it with Surfer. Um, Nova, to a lesser extent, when he gave plus two to every card on the board, that was nuts uh, a while ago. Um, and yeah, Elsa Elsa's no different. You know, getting plus three on cards is just really strong. It stacks so incredibly. Um uh, last podcast we did talk about Elsa in Destroy, and that was something that you were slightly interested in. Did did you end up not finding success with that?
1: Um, I used it a little bit. Um, I ran it in a few different setups, like Deadpool deck, and then just like a more general Destroy list. Uh, and I found that it worked a bit better in the like just general Destroy list by just making. You know, if I'm filling up a lane, I'm going to eat it all with carnage, making a really big carnage or something along those lines. Um, But I don't think it's as effective in Destroy as it is in other things.
0: Yeah, because I mean... Maybe
1: that was just my own experiences.
0: It's pretty tough. Uh, You know, there are only six turns in the game, and you're dedicating your turn to, if you're lucky enough to draw Elsa then, to play her, and then you still have to fill a lane... I still think it's possible, right? I mean, there are cards like Brood and Mr. Sinister and and Squirrel Girl. You could throw those things in a destroy list with that purpose, but if you don't draw Elsa, then your your floor is going to be much lower than your typical destroy deck. So, yeah, it's tough, but it is interesting to me. You could I mean, we were talking about at one point like what deck do you not put Loki in? Um, but I think, really, what deck don't you put Elsa in? And the answer is, you can put her in any deck. And she was super, super strong. Now, she did get a change later, but, I mean, I'm still seeing her in probably, like, a third of my matches. It's insane. Um, I I don't think that she needs to be changed further, but we, we can get to that in the future. Um... Yeah, any any final thoughts on Elsa before we uh we move on to the uh first big balance changes of the month?
1: No, not really. I think that about sums it up.
0: Okay, great. Yeah. Uh yeah, so let's talk about it, man. Um uh Mojo and uh Dazzler get minor changes in these that sort of just update their text so that it says that both sides here are full versus have four cards, because Space Throne messes up uh these cards pretty pretty actively. Uh, good to note though, Mojo on Space Throne is actually cracked. It's like sure. it, it really is like, hey, last turn, throw Mojo down in, in Space Throne, and you're basically set. Like it it's pretty cool. Um Yeah, uh another change that happened was a Watu. I didn't even play around with this one. I was like, why do, why, why did they have to make such a... Le- like, Owatu needed to change, I think, but this, I, I personally didn't feel was it, right? So he used to be that once this is in your hand, you can see the unrevealed locations, so the middle location and the right location. Well, they changed it so that at the start of the game, it shows the right location to you, um, but he was nerfed to a 1-1, why not? Is it really? Is, is it really it,
1: that strong?
0: Like, can we just let him see the locations, no matter what? As a one-two, is it? Is that really too strong?
1: Like, you don't understand the extensive testing that went into this. Okay, it it was it was broken. People were dropping Mojo on the right, and you know,
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I like. I don't know. I I guess. I, Something that that has really been seared into my mind is some things that Glenn has said in the Discord. Where he's like, yeah, there are certain cards that we don't want to be competitive across the board. Because we want the new player experience to be upgrading cards, getting new cards, and then replacing those cards in your deck, right? And they don't want a lot of these early series cards being super appealing Um, once you start leveling up so that you're forced to sort of change and switch things around. I don't know how much I, I agree with that. Like, uh, we've said it before, you know, Captain America and the Punisher are so iconic and they are, they're not used at all because there are always better options. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I really want them to just make him a one, two and let him see all the locations, no matter where he's at. I don't think that that's, that's insane, but I don't know. Maybe maybe that information is too powerful. Uh, some other changes that happened um, to sort of change up the archetype for Loki decks and card generations, Mantis was changed to a 2-3, Cable was changed to a 3-4, and Maria Hill was changed to a 1-2 that adds a random 2 cost to your hand instead of a 2-3 that adds a random 1 or 2 cost card to your hand. And um, uh, did you did you play around with the new stats of these cards?
1: No, not really. I was just kind of grinding dailies for the most part around that time.
0: Yeah, like I can see what they're doing here. I will say, I think the one two for Maria Hill was a buff, right? Because she I still agree. gives you she still gives you the value that you want, and it's a good like, hey, you get a, a one cost into a two cost uh a slot, which is a good curve out um yeah the 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 mantis change is what struck me as the most odd here like who's gonna play mantis as a two three
1: people that really like stealing other people's decks
0: i guess yeah uh cable as a three four is fine i don't i don't hate it you know you're three it's three four with an upside so you can't really be too too mad um and yeah, that was that was the uh, beginning of the month. Um, I mean, there are some other things in this uh, snap fan article that you know are interesting, and we'll we'll get to sort of the the rest of the leaked cards that are coming because i I think that they're extremely interesting um, but uh moving forward, uh, we can talk about man thing that released uh not too long after, and man thing, of course, is a four or five with uh, the ongoing 1, 2, and 3 cost cards here of minus 2 power. Now, I don't think you picked up Man-Thing.
1: Oh, no, I did.
0: Oh, you did? Great. Yeah, uh, l- let's talk about it then. What do you think of Man-Thing? Because I'm i really high on the card, but I'd, I'd love to hear your opinion.
1: Personally, I really enjoy Man-Thing. Um, I've been running into a lot of Luke Cage decks, mm, so I like, haven't been yeah. getting the most value out of man thing but i still enjoy man thing Um, i think he's very fun uh where is my man thing list there it is Man thing yeah i'm I'm running it with a high evo
0: oh yeah 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 fits really well with that i'm assuming you're doing like the whole a-bomb uh combo yeah yeah Yeah.
1: a-bomb uh cyclops scorpion spider woman then i've got nebula sunspot to kind of just you know
0: Yeah, I I would say, too, whenever you're trying to evaluate these cards, you always have to remember that they're going to be at their worst during the release week because people are going to tech against that card. Um, So during the first week, you know, man thing, despite having Luke Cage everywhere, still had really good stats um, uh, from the websites that I was looking at, um, which really impressed me. Um, and obviously when I, you know, when we were talking about this card, sort of looking into the future, I was really excited to experiment with Man-Thing. I really like his design and I came up with a list that I, I really liked where I, I made it so that it didn't rely on his gimmick to still get value. So I made a Spectrum deck, um, and if you look... At this Snap fan article, my deck is actually featured as the first deck there as ongoing Man Thing, um, which I was like super stoked about. I I couldn't believe it. Um, but there was a lot of people that picked up my deck, and I it, I, I was so happy to 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 see that. I, I was <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, I was really excited. Um, yeah, the the whole gimmick is like because Man Thing is an ongoing. Uh, if I don't always get the value with his uh, decrease in card cost, he's still a 4-5 ongoing um, that I can buff with Spectrum. So that, that was the idea. Um, and in my experience, like, uh, this is the deck that I've been using to climb the entire month. It's It's been my fallback deck. And I find that, yeah, Loop Cage can be pretty annoying. But that's that's what I really like is i feel like he's balanced in that way right like he's not in every deck he's not ruining people's um existence but he he's a really good value card when you can get the uh the value out of him um i have also been seeing a lot of junk decks include man thing and i do think he has a home there uh with debris and the goblins and you know those sorts of uh of combos yeah any any uh, final thoughts before we uh we move on not connected to the
1: topic we're talking about, but it's something that's irritating me and I can't uh, contain myself. Do you have your snap open right now?
0: Oh, are you talking about the um, the battle pass symbol that says one? No, I'm
1: talking about, didn't Valkyrie's card have like the rainbow bridge behind it? Like in the background of her card?
0: Uh, Yes. Or am I going the, uh, crazy? The, yeah, it's uh, not there anymore. It's not there anymore. Yeah, is this a breaking news segment for the Infonaut podcast? Hold on.
1: I I don't know, but I'm just I you know I just I have it up on my monitor to like look at my decks. That way I can see what all I've made over the season. And Wait the a Rainbow minute, Bridge
0: is just gone. What the hell? Yeah, that's not that's not right. I I'm I'm hold on. I'm I'm opening my snap now to see maybe if it's like a client side thing oh my gosh no you're totally right it's missing it's gone
1: Hmm. that wouldn't have happened to have been intentional would? i don't
0: think so because there's a lot of dead space here that that doesn't seem right hold on let me see is anybody talking about this on like twitter oh no yeah no other people are experiencing it oh so odd yeah there's only one person that i can see here that that uh, posted it on twitter but yeah no it says yeah this patch made valkyrie's rainbow road disappear that's so specific and weird do yeah uh, like
1: i wonder what they changed that took that out
0: uh support bugs did they lose the licensing
1: to the rainbow road
0: there's no way that's hold on (laughs) That that would
1: be hilarious
0: interesting i don't see it yet in the discord Honestly, I might pop that in there later. That's uh that's weird, man. Not gonna lie though, the space background background is very pretty. True. But yeah, she's standing on nothing. <laughs> she's on, Yeah. She's just in space. Um yeah, that's that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. Uh we got super sidetracked, but yeah, uh bugs all around, apparently. Yeah, so uh where were we? So after. I just um, Yes, so after Man-Thing, we had the anniversary of Marvel Snap! Woo! Yeah! Um, On October 18th, of course, uh, we got some login rewards that I thought were super cool. Um, And of course, we had the community-voted variant. And we all thought Shang-Chi would win, but the Human Torch did. Um, And that was interesting. The Ghost Rider one. Poor guy, didn't get many votes. But uh, but yeah, it was super super dope. Um, oh, which one did you vote for? Oh, Shang Chi. See, I'm I'm part of the the Chi Club as well. Like, uh,
1: I I just oh I really do not like the Human Torch one. I think that the Ghost Rider one's cool, but I can understand why people wouldn't vote for it. But just the Human Torch of all things, like
0: that. Oh. Yeah, I have the uh, the Max. Fan. I have the Max Greck. Uh, Human Torch, and I like that one because he seems so confident before he gets killmongered. You know, it, yeah, he's like flying and too I, close may, to the maybe, sun.
1: Maybe that's what played into it. People just
0: don't like Shang, or
1: people don't like getting Shang Chi, and they don't wanna, They didn't want everyone to want to be trying out their new Shang Chi variant.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I you know, I will say. I think I think there was a little bit of uh prop propagandizing that was happening in the Twitter community during this time but I mean I I think it speaks to a larger want for this variant as a whole maybe just because it's so detailed right cuz I mean Ryan or Rian Gonzalez has some very cute art but maybe people didn't want cute art I don't know I I still bought it after cuz I'm a I was shameless gonna say, I
1: just bought it <laughs> I'm I am a
0: shameless uh salmon in this game if I see a variant I will spend Ten dollars on it, um, because I'm irresponsible. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, so after that, we also got the shocker variant uh, for Twitch drops. Did you? Did you get this one?
1: Unfortunately, no. I got the icon, the credits, and the boosters, but I came in like thirty minutes short.
0: Oh, frick, man! That's a oh, frick.
1: It it was it was a hundred percent my fault. I chose the wrong streamer. I was like, yeah, this guy's gonna be live. All night, Ooh. and then I fell asleep, and then he stops, and then I didn't go to another stream.
0: Damn, I. You know what? Sag. That is really sad. I have to say, as somebody that does have the variant, I really like it so much so that I started playing regular Patriot. I'm talking a bunch of neutral cards, Blue Marvel, Patriot, and Mystique, and I had a ton of fun. A like. You forget that that regular patriot is just strong. You're playing above rate cards as long as you have patriot and mystique. So you know, I I really enjoyed uh, playing around with that. I had a positive cube rate, and uh, it, it was a good time. I almost wanted to make a video about it, but I mean, to be fair, it's not exactly exciting. You're just sort of playing cards, and then at the end, you patriot mystique. But yeah, uh, Shocker variant came out. I I did hear a little bit of discourse, and I I, I am curious on your thoughts about this. Should they make these free variants for cards that see more play? Or is it okay that they they chose something like Shocker, who who normally doesn't see a lot of play?
1: I mean, I don't think there's necessarily a problem with it, because I feel like they're probably looking at it more of it doesn't really matter how much play the card sees or not. What matters is that, you know, more everyone has Shocker. Like, literally everyone that plays the game has Shocker. Um, so if I had a guess, they're probably looking at it from that point of view. mm, mm mm-hmm. Um. But, I mean, as long as they don't just keep on giving out, like, free variants to, like, the same card over and over, I don't really care what cards they pick.
0: Okay. I like that outlook. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it is something to consider, right? Because if they give a variant to like a series three card, somebody that's in series one or two will just get that, that card for that time. Now they will have to unlock it later, but it, it is something to, to factor in. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I personally like it a lot. I, I have it upgraded to, uh, to gold border, um, and what I like about it is the little sand particles that are in front of the car go over the headlights, and it's super cool. Um, for podcast listeners, we're talking about the shocker buggy variant where he's riding in a car. It's, it's kind of hilarious, and uh, yeah, it's a good time. Uh, Fogwell's Gym was the feature's location. I wish that they would just add this in standard rotation. It, it gives double boosters um, for the game. It's just a good time. I, I really wish that they would keep it around, but I guess they're saving it for occasions like this. You know um, what I
1: wish? I wish it was active all the time. That's what I wish.
0: I mean, yeah, free stuff is free stuff. I, I would love that, too. But, yeah, man. Um, uh, moving on from the uh, anniversary, uh, a couple days later, we got the OTA update uh, for the 12th and this had some pretty some pretty nominal changes i would say uh is nominal the right word to use i don't know and i'm too tired to think about it um yeah so they changed uh forge who up until this point was like monumental in c- creating new archetypes and and doing all these or- crazy things and uh yeah he was he was toned back slightly so he went from a 2-1 that gave the next card you play plus 3 power to a 1-1 one one that gave the next card you play plus 2 power. Um, I don't know. As, as a Deadpool enjoyer, do you feel like it's actually easier to play Forge now? Honestly,
1: yeah. Yeah, honestly, I, I feel like I still hit <laughs> Forge into my Deadpool more than I hit... Um, what is his name? I cannot think of uh, Hulkbuster.
0: <laughs> more, oh, more yeah, yeah,
1: Hulkbuster on my Deadpool.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, I, I I think it goes without saying, right? I, being a 1-1 gives you so much flexibility, right? I mean, you can do a ton of things with a 1-1 on the board, and it's still above rate, right? It's still a 1-3, and obviously you use those mechanics to your benefit later, yeah, no notes. I think this was a good way to balance the card. I think the brood strategy was really, really strong. Uh, and they had to tone that back. Again, this is another example of plus three is just really, really strong. It scales in a completely different matter than uh, plus two does. Um, and speaking of twos, uh, they took two power off of uh, Elias. So he used to be on reveal, destroy every... All enemy cards play this turn, blah, blah, blah. And he was the 6-5. And we were talking about, like, how do you go about changing Goliath so that, you know, he's not so dominant. And I think they did pretty okay here. They they made him a 6-3. So, in theory, this doesn't affect him that much, right? His, his Because his on-reveal is so strong, it does what it does no matter what. But I, I have heard a couple of takes... Um before I, I start spouting off more, do you think this sort of tempered the amount of frustration you were feeling playing against uh uh Elioth? Or do you feel like this is sort of a cosmetic nerf to, to lower play rate artificially?
1: This this nerf I think is more of a cosmetic type of nerf.
0: Mm, mm, mm-hmm.
1: Um but he did receive one later, which I feel was an actual good nerf.
0: Yes, whatever we think, we'll, we'll 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 get to it. So yeah, so um, he went from a six five to a six three. Now you can beat him with a Doombot or a Silk or you know whatever, um, which I I feel is is valuable, right? But obviously the, again his ability is so strong, it makes it hard sometimes. So uh, moving forward, let's talk about an actual undebatably cosmetic nerf. Shuri went from a four-two to a four-one. I mean, is there really much to talk about here? <laughs> like this this doesn't hurt Shuri decks at all. Like she could be a four negative four and she'd still be played.
1: I mean Yeah. Like I still she's I still see Shuri in plenty of places and it's not like yeah, I don't know. It just it doesn't really change too much to be completely honest. I and
0: look, like anything,
1: I don't really think it changes anything at all cuz most of the time, you know, whatever you're putting down, it it doesn't matter what if it's a one power difference. It's either going to win or it's
0: Yeah, I mean uh, like or it's kidding. Oh, sorry. Were you cutting out or No, no, no. I stopped. Okay. 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 So You know, I've come around on the idea that, like, I don't hate Shuri anymore. You know me. I hate things that are meta. That's just who I am. And at a certain point, I was frustrated with Shuri because I was like, you just play like three cards and you win the game. But I've come around on the idea that this is the hero of Series 3 people who have not branched into Series 4 or 5 who are looking for competitive decks Shuri is sort of the superhero that comes in and says, Hey, you have a bunch of cards that can get doubled up, and Taskmaster exists. Ta-da! You are now a competitive Marvel Snap deck. Just leave when you're not going to win, and stay in when you're going to win. Um And you know what? I I'm not I'm not mad at that anymore. I just I just wonder on their end, do they do they bank? on the idea that it'll see less play um, because of the cosmetic change? I don't know if they've actually addressed it in conversation before.
1: Uh, I don't think they have, at least not to my knowledge.
0: Uh, if, if, if anybody listening to this knows if Glenn or somebody else on the team has talked about these sort of cosmetic changes, please let me know. I, I'd be interested to see maybe if they know. Because looking at it from my perspective i that's sort of what i see with these changes but maybe there's a bigger impact that i just i'm not thinking of um yeah some some other uh minor buffs here so widow's bite went to a negative 1 uh from widow uh great <laughs> fantastic uh moving on uh tiger spirit from white tiger went from a you know 7 power tiger to an 8 power tiger and Oh my goodness, is this I I I think a lot of people underestimated this change cuz like okay, one power whatever. In the context of a Wong deck, this is massive. I agree. Cuz just doing the math, you you have you've have effectively added four power to two lanes, which is nuts. It's like getting blue Marvel for free. Um so yeah, that's crazy. I I I hope that um, I hope that especially with uh, and we'll get to it in a moment. But the Ravona changes will bring sort of these Wong decks back. I'd I'd be interested to see all of the things that go into that.
1: Wong decks are always fun.
0: Yeah, I as a Wong Spectrum enjoyer, I have to say, cool card. Like them a lot. Speaking of cool cards, um, I don't think you got Black Knight. I did not. Which is fine, uh, there are some cards here that I did not get, so um, I'll take the floor and if you have any opinions that you'd like to add, you certainly can um but yeah, so Black Knight is a one two, and after you discard a card, it adds the ebony blade to your hand with that card's power, and the ebony blade is a four zero that gets the power of the card you discarded um yeah, I played around for a week with Black Knight and. I would say if you like the Ghost Rider combo, then you'll like it. it it's like a slightly less dependable Ghost Rider, um, in the sense that you have to play Black Knight before. And if anybody, if you get like Moon Knighted or Black Bolted, you know that could be a detriment to you. Uh, but yeah, I mean the high rolls on this card are insane. I I sent uh, you a screenshot, Daka, uh, the other t- the other day. I had like. Some crazy circumstances, and I got like you know sixty power across the board um which is nuts, but the low rolls on the card aren't great right because if you try to build a deck around him and you don't get the combo then you just lose so yeah, inconsistent um but very strong what what have have you experienced Black Knight in any former fashion
1: honestly, I think I've only played against
0: three Black Knights. Um,
1: so I haven't seen him too much, uh, but I've seen plenty of gameplay of Black Knight, either on YouTube or through screenshots that you've sent me. Oh, uh, yeah. And honestly, I mean, he seems really solid. I kind of wish I had gotten him, but I don't regret my choice.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'll i say I have a really kooky deck that I'm playing with him right now where I unironically play Giganto out um, with Psylocke, And that's fun. I I have had a a lot of fun with that deck. Um, But it has, like, a very even win rate and a barely above positive cube rate. So, Because, I mean, the thing is, and this is a critical weakness of this card, is that the cards that you want to use to get Ebony Blade to insane power let your opponent know that it has insane power. Right? Like, if I discard an Infinite, they know that I have a 420 Ebony Blade. And they can appropriately play around that. Um, and obviously, it also has a ton of weaknesses, you know, against like Shadow King, Shang-Chi, Valkyrie, all of these cards that totally dismantle it. So, I would say. If you again, if you like the Lady Sif Ghost Rider combo, get the card. You're not going to regret it. it. It's sort of like a backup to Ghost Rider in that you know you're you're playing a one, you're getting a four cost card that that uses the power of the Infinite or Giganto or whatever. And uh, I I personally think it's a good time. Um, yeah. So uh, moving a bit forward, um, uh, we can talk about let let's talk about Nico. Uh, so I did not get Dinko. I stated last podcast that I was going to t- t- totally aim for Man Thing and Black Knight, and if I was lucky, I would get Nico and Werewolf. But I spent one cash on the Nico week and one cash on the Werewolf week, and I did not get the cards. So I'd be interested in hearing what you have to say because I I. I know that you're a Nico enjoyer. What do you think about the card?
1: I think Nico has become my new favorite card in the game, hands down. Whoa! I have run her in a plethora of decks. Um, most prominently in my Thanos deck with her. Uh, I'm running her in a, um, in a Deadpool Destroy deck, and I am also running her in a Phoenix Force deck uh and she is amazing in all of them in my humble opinion.
0: I mean, yeah. I I mean, look, I I absorb a lot of Marvel Snap content through podcasts and videos and such. And you know what I when I was first evaluating this card, I was like, "Okay, it's going to be it's going to be interesting, but the randomness is really going to tie it down." And I think something that really open my eyes uh shout out to its guest gaming he he brought up a good point if you know how to play around vormir the location then you know how to play around Nico. you just have to be patient sometimes and other times you have to rip it with the intention of making a little bit of a sacrifice um, and obviously the most powerful ability in her kit is the draw being able to draw two cards in this game is nuts especially in a discard deck. Um and I think a- another thing that's really powerful is the copy a card ability. That is insane, especially with the Elsa decks that were roaming around. I mean, there was n- it almost feels like there isn't a downside to playing Nico. I mean, you can get kind of scuffed
1: sometimes like if she just absolutely doesn't hit at all or like you're like, okay, it's turn five. I highly doubt I'm gonna get this. I'm just gonna go ahead and throw Nico down and like move a card to the right. And the next turn, you get the one that you wanted. Um, but that's happened very far and few between. Oh, and uh, I uh, Salmoned it up and got Sister Grim variant as soon as it was in my shop. Oh, sick. Yeah, man. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get the one that was in the Spotlight cache.
0: Yeah. yeah, but uh um, I think it, I, I, I think it, it's very easily argued that she's a high skill cap card. I think that if, if you really like thinking about the game, you're going to get the most um, mileage out of her. Um, I'm not necessarily upset that I skipped out on Nico. I just don't think that she's my style, necessarily. I don't disagree, though, that she's a powerful and strong card. I I definitely think that I'm going to see Nico for the next forever. Because her her ability to give such versatility in a single card is is insane.
1: I agree, and I I think it's my favorite thing for her is the, the replace location spell. Because now you can get rid of nowhere yes um, now if your cerebro is being uh held under pressure by like you know a, a, anything that affects your power you can put something there after that and then boom it's gone yeah hopefully it doesn't hit another one but you know
0: yeah i mean it, it's the scarlet witch effect man poor 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 rhino can we can we put an f in the chat for rhino I, I just feel so bad for the guy. There are just so many options now for location denial. Can we just make him a three five already? Let's do it. Fuck it. I'm on board. A three five that guarantees ruins? Where, I'd I'd fucking play that. Where where can we where can we put the petition up?
1: I mean if if wave can be a three five now, Rhino can be a three five.
0: Yeah, let's do it. You know what? Let's start a petition. I'd
1: even argue. I'd even argue a three six. Put him up there with. Whoa.
0: Okay, that's a little crazy. I a three six with virtually no downside is kind of nuts. I I I do like three five though. I think you could very competitively play uh, Rhino as a a three five. I like that Um, because he's. I mean, he's a strong guy. and he could use a little love so it, give him a purpose beyond being a worse uh version of uh, several cards i mean now that now that you have legion Nico, scarlet witch and snowguard all of which do location Nile, it's and reality stone oh and reality stone Don't all you of ever these forget things, about my boy all of these things make it so difficult for my boy rhino um yeah, let's get some love for him. I mean, we manifested the spectrum change, so, I mean, come on.
1: I mean, surely we can manifest this one, too, right?
0: Absolutely we can. Uh, speaking of OTA balance updates, we can move on to the ones that happened uh, on the 26th. So, this is at the end of the month. Things are beginning to wind down um, in terms of the meta. And, yeah, I there are some changes that I really like in here. Uh, And there are changes that I'm not very impressed with. So let's talk about the Elsa nerf first. Obviously, this was needed. Uh, And they say that they really overshot here. But yeah, she went from giving plus three power to plus two power. Um, I don't know. I still see her everywhere. I don't think that she's going anywhere soon. Um, I don't even think that's true, but go ahead. I was just saying, I don't know if this even works as a cosmetic nerf, because she still, like, works in all of her decks.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I feel like I haven't seen her in as many different decks, but, mm. I mean, I mm. still use her in my move list, and I still see her a ton in bounce list,
0: so. Yeah, I think she's inseparable from bounce from now on, because th- the thing is, you can, re- you can put so many different cards in your deck that benefit off of filling lanes, too, like... Um, uh, you can use Falcon now to pick up all of your one drops, uh, that fill locations and you, uh, dude, and we'll, we'll talk about Werewolf by Night very soon here, but good god, um, that card. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Loki now. Loki went from a 3-5 to a 4-5. This didn't do anything. Not at all. Like... <laughs>
1: Now they just run Zabu too, so yeah, yeah. That's just. Uh. I will say though, I have used Loki in one deck, and it is in my Agatha deck.
0: That uh, that is fun. Look, I, I as low as I am on Loki, he's a fun card. He's fun. His design is fun. I just. It it really bothers me that he just really strangles the neck of deck design in a way that no other card in the game does. What do you do to yeah. beat Loki? You just don't. You either play Loki or you lose. Um, so
1: there's this really cool button on the lower left side of your monitor phone, uh, that says retreat.
0: You know, it's funny too. Um, after these changes, I posted on Twitter and I was like, Going in the comment sections of the, you know, my favorite content creators. And slowly I was beginning to pick up on the fact that Loki was coming back. And <laughs> I I posted a meme where it's, it's just like, yeah, the only option is to retreat. Like, darkness is my friend. I'm so sad. I don't know. I-, I could also be dramatic because, uh, truthfully, it's not like I'm seeing Loki every game. But on the games where I do see Loki, there is only one card in the game right now that restricts uh, dump decks like Loki or bounce or you know those sort of archetypes, and he's not great. So we'll we'll talk about him um, when we get to the end here, but. Yeah, this didn't do anything to Loki, still the best card in the game. You could argue that it does restrict him in that you can't weave him in with other cards on later turns. Like, you can't do um Luke Cage Loki on turn five. You can't do, like, Sentinel Loki or what. You, you, you get my point. Like, you, you have to be more selective on when you play Loki. But I I really don't think it matters, especially because they buffed up the Collector again, which is great. I like that he can fit in other archetypes, but I mean we all know who's actually going to be playing him, and that's Loki decks. So, you know, whatever. 212, great card. Um we could talk about the Angela. Angela changes, and I actually want to hear your thoughts first. I I am very curious on your your thoughts about this. So she went from a 2-0 that after you play a card here, you add two power. And now she's a 2-2. But she only gets plus one power when a card is played there. What do you think about this?
1: I like it because it gives her more of a... I know that she's supposed to be a scaling card, obviously, because you're placing things down on her and she ramps up. But now she does... She's not completely useless if you can only throw, like, let's say, her down in like, one other card.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, right? Because... Something that I do like about their their card design is when they see that a card is too strong, they don't want to just destroy it, typically. What they want to do is they want to uh, increase the floor and decrease the ceiling, which is to say they want to make it so that at the high end, when you get the craziest plays, it's a little less crazy, and when you're not doing so hot, it's a little better, and I think this perfectly navigates that. As a 2-2 that gains plus one, in a typical game, uh, if you play two cards in her lane, it's like she never changed. If you play three cards in her lane, she's a little weaker. And it it, it gets a little weaker beyond that compared to how she used to be. But now if she gets something like Shadow Kinged, she has two power still. And uh, you can throw her in you know last turn with something and and get some pretty good value so yeah i agree with you i i actually like this change um i i i am a little worried that she's going to be replaced like consistently and that that is unfortunate to see but she's been like one of the best cards in the game for a very long time so you know overall i would say net positive um any final thoughts
1: no, I uh, I just, I agree. Okay, great.
0: Uh, you want to talk about another cosmetic nerf? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about Sauron, man. Went from a 3-3 to a 3-2. Crazy. Anyway, uh, 58 power Red Skull, please.
1: Yes, please.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, and they made a really weird comment here, too. I saw a lot of my, the, the podcast, or excuse me, I listened to a lot of the podcasts, uh, around the Marvel Snap sphere, talk about this. They specifically say, "Don't worry, though, Sauron fans. We have some potential new tools planned for him in the future." What does that mean? Um,
1: they're gonna release more cards that have really bad ongoing effects.
0: <laughs> I guess. Uh, uh, but does that really change the deck? I don't know. I don't know. I I actually I'm I'm pretty I'm a fan of Sauron. It's just with Shuri, it's. It's pretty cut and dry, right? You you play Shuri at a Soron list and that's their best friends until the end of time. Um he doesn't want to cure cancer, he just wants to make uh, big red skulls. Um sure. Yeah, so you play Ebony Maw on turn 4. Oh my god. The, dude, the last turn Taskmaster Ebony Maw is disgusting. Um yeah, so m- moving on, they adjusted a watch you again. And this time they just brought him back to a 1-2, but, again, he doesn't get to see all the locations. He still only gets to see the right one. You know what's crazy? uh I have seen some top players throw a Watu in Galactus decks. Interesting. Right? I mean, I can understand, but interesting. Because the idea is, like, you want to set yourself up for the most success to get your Galactus down. Um... I, I I personally haven't watched the videos w- with this, but my I my thinking is that the the idea behind it is with a Watu, you can easily see if your Galactus is going to have a home before the rest of the location is revealed. But anyway, uh yeah, just make him see all the locations, please. Thank you. Um Hellcow, move from a four six to a four eight. Cool. Good good for them. Um, I think I still just play Modak, right? Probably. Yeah, man. I, I will say, um, I think Hellcow, interestingly enough, fits in, um, one of the decks that I run. Uh, I call it Assault Tuma, because the idea is that I have like Sentry in there, and then I just play him under the Cosmo lane. Um, and this game, same goes for Destroyer. So I don't know. Yeah, I think it it works pretty well as like just a big stats card, and the downside sucks, but if you play it, like, last turn, that's a 4-8. That's not terrible, um, but yeah, I mean, I, if you're playing it at a discard list, you're probably just playing MODOK anyway, um, and finally, a change that I'm actually a pretty big fan of, and it's super funny because we literally called this. Last podcast, we were like, Man, I wish Spectrum had a bigger body, and we literally said, I wish she was a 6-7. And bada-bing, bada-boom, she's a 6-7 now. And I'm seeing her on a lot more more decks. Um, As a a Thanos enjoyer, have you been finding uh, ongoing Thanos fun? Have you been playing that archetype?
1: Um, I really haven't played ongoing Thanos too much, but I have made a Spectrum list, which I have been enjoying.
0: Oh, that's fun. Uh, what what's that all about? Um, it's
1: how would describe it. Uh, I don't like you. I think is the best way to do it. Um, because essentially it's an ongoing deck. Uh-huh. So you know, it's Spectrum, Iron Man, Blue Marvel, Mystique. But then I have Wong. <laughs> And hazmat and Luke Cage.
0: Oh, I see, I see, I see. Interesting. And I also
1: threw in like Rogue and Ant Man and armor.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I. So you're smashing up the like sort of uh, Wong on reveal style, but um, you're you're keeping you're giving yep. your options open. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm uh, I'm like a like a toddler with a uh, Mega Blocks. I'm just mashing them around.
0: Yeah, it's fun. I have seen, because um, I, obviously I, I'm still running that man thing list, and I was just mm-hmm. happy to, to, to see this. I mean, a 6-7 is great. Throwing her onto a lane doesn't feel as bad as it used to. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really happy about it. Um, yeah, so we can, we can go ahead and move on uh, to quite possibly the strongest card released this month possibly Uh, Uh, I mean Nico is is really really strong as a one drop but can she become 15 power in a turn yes okay alright well equally as strong as werewolf by night who is a 3-3 and when you play an on reveal it moves to that location and it gains plus 2 power holy shit I don't have this card but I'm seeing it everywhere and its it just gets massive. The fact that it yeah. starts as a 3-3 is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, without even trying, it can get to, like, 10 power easily. Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, I had a very unfortunate circumstance happen um, where I played against someone that had a werewolf by night and Nico, and they copied their werewolf by night, and they Good. had two of them flying around. Good God. Needless to say, uh, I was shitting myself because I, I don't remember exactly what it ended on, but them's was some big numbers. Oh, and th- also, I did get one big brain play with Werewolf by Night because I I was running my Agatha deck and I loki into him and uh, my brain just expanded.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, the card is nuts. It is and and look i i'm I'm okay with strong cards i am i actually i like strong cards, but good god i mean are we at the point in the game where like if a card doesn't reach ten power it's bad this i it, this card barely has to try if you move it two times it's a three seven that's crazy. We were talking about on 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 the last episode I was like, is a three nine better in a surfer list because I wasn't thinking about big picture I was thinking okay you probably play like an on reveal each turn and you know 3 times 2 is 6 so you add 6 to 3 and boom you get 9 a 3-9 is pretty okay right mm-hmm. what I didn't remember is that bounce exists mm-hmm. it is yeah. it is bonkers Absolutely criminal! What you can do with this card and bounce, especially if you get Beast down. You put down Beast on a lane of little one drops, and the the Wolf moves to the Beast lane. Then you throw your your tiny on reveals on the rest of the board, and this dude scales to infinity. It is it is nuts. He dodges Shang Chi. He dodges uh, Shadow King. I. Uh, Man, it it is nuts. I I I'd predict that they they would nerf this card to like a three one.
1: It wouldn't surprise me to be honest.
0: Um, and you know, I think he'd still be fine. Cause here's the thing, right? Like, uh, the easiest comparison with him is Wolfsbane. She's a three one that gets plus two power for every other card in that lane. So you throw her into a full lane, and she's a 3-7. That's still pretty great. Um, But Werewolf by Night crushes that (laughs) and doubles it. It's nuts. Um, Yeah, super strong card. I I could go on, but...
1: He's almost kind of just like a better Wolverine. Yeah. Instead of having to be destroyed or discarded, I mean, you just play other on-reveals.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And he fits into a bunch of lists too. If you have the spotlight caches for it, I would recommend opening them. And and this is just general advice for people listening to the pod. Personally, I'm saving up mine because I, I didn't land the lucky polls that I wanted to. Um, but yeah, totally insane. And speaking of insane, good golly, Gorsh, Mickey, um, the October 30th patch. I cannot tell you how insane all of these changes are and honestly the only thing i'm mad about is that loki and bounce are just going to dominate the meta indefinitely um and let me tell you why mobius was changed from a 2-3 ongoing your cost can't be increased your opponent's costs can't be reduced to an on reveal 2-3 That says until the end of your next turn, your cost can't be increased and your opponent's cost can't be reduced. Now, I can already tell from your response you do like this change in that you're seeing less Mobius. But do you think this is where the card deserves to be? I feel like he's going to be less oppressive than
1: he was. Because I feel like if they really wanted to make this change have it be fine across the board, they should have made Loki a five cost because then you can still play your Mobius, counter him for turn six.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: But they didn't do that. And I mean, I I don't run Loki. And if I run into Lokis, they're not running Mobius. I'm just happy I'm not seeing Mobius everywhere and I can no longer run uh, Mr. Negative.
0: Yeah. I mean, if the, again, if there's one thing to be said, it did it. it, it It completely destroyed Mobius's numbers because he's so situational now. You can basically only play him on turn five if you want to get value off of him, right? Because otherwise you're just guessing. Um, And here's the thing. And I want to hear your thoughts about this change. And I'm going to add some context to it because I do think that this needs to be implemented. If negative decks like actually swapped the costs and power instead of you know increasing and decreasing it in the way that it can be shadow kinged right would it be crazy if they just made mobius's effect symmetrical so that you and your opponent's costs can't be increased and can't be reduced
1: you know i i don't think that it would be that bad of a it would still like really screw over death, wait and stuff like that. But I don't know. I think if it's if it's affecting both players, I don't think
0: it's that bad of a thing, right? Because then the Mobius player has to have built their deck around that idea, and that can be tough. Um, and and here's the thing, right? Like, I I I saw this this on Reddit, and I I wish that I could credit the the person that I heard that that's put out this idea. Um, I, I personally like the idea that this should be, what, what's another card that, that can compare to it? Like,
1: like, like that affects both people? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like Jean Grey or Sandman? That's perfect. Yes, those two examples are perfect. Those cards are good, but they affect both players. Or hell, let's even throw, um... Let's even throw Swamp Thing in here, not Swamp Thing, I'm thinking, that's DC, Man Thing, let's throw Man Thing in here, because these cards have powerful effects, but they affect both players, and so it's on the agency of the person to, that's including this deck card, this tech card, to try to build around it, and then you would be in a situation where he would be niche, he would not be in every deck, because every deck wouldn't be able to run him. I would much prefer that over to this. I, I feel like they totally killed the card. I'm not seeing it anywhere, and for good reason.
1: Yeah. Glad I didn't buy him with my tokens. That's all I gotta say.
0: Yeah, rest in peace, everybody that bought him with tokens, including me. Uh, Feels bad. I hope that they, they change him back into something. And hell, I would be... So, that, that change that I, I said, where it's both symmetrical, I would even be okay making him, like, a 2-1. Just, like, making him Temple Loss... And it affects both players. I think that would that would be fair, personally. Um, but that's just me. Uh speaking of two ones, uh Ravona was changed to a two one, and now that Mobius doesn't exist, uh, she's pretty good. Um pretty great. Yeah, I've been playing around with a a, hoblin, a, a hobgoblin list, like a, a junk deck with, with her in it, and it's pretty good. I like it. Um and and we mentioned this in the last podcast, too. She's only going to get better with time. So, I agree. Uh, this change is, is odd to me. Wave was changed from a 3-3 that made all cards cost 4 until the end of next turn to a 3-5 that has all cards cost a maximum of 4 until the end of the next turn. This is what scares me. Wave was a tech in a lot of decks... To get around bounce, and now that doesn't help at all. It is strictly yeah. a ramp card now.
1: Yeah, and she's also a three-five as well. Yeah, really good stat line.
0: She's a three-five. She gives both players discounts on their big cards while keeping their cheap cards cheap. Um, on paper, I really like this change because it allows you to do some cool things. Like you can play a six drop and a two drop. On turn 6 now. Which is neat. I think that's cool. Um. But yeah. Let's. Let. I'll explain why this is such a troubling change to me. Because the next change is making Sandman go from a 5-3 to a 5-4. With ongoing players can only play one card per turn. Are you telling me that Sandman is now the only tech inclusion to have a chance against hand dump? Like it. If you're a guy who doesn't like playing against bounce, who doesn't like playing against death, these cards that are incredibly powerful and synergistic, you have to play a five four. that's rough. but but, but he
1: used to be a five three, and that's better now.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, okay, so in my experience, I will say Sandman does shut down a lot of decks. But you know the biggest problem with that Sandman has is that because he's played on turn five, unless you are incredibly snappy or or savvy with your snaps, as soon as a bounce player or a, you know, a destroy deck player sees Sandman, they're just going to retreat. Yeah. So I've been playing him in my Spectrum list, and he's good. But. He's a lot more situational than Wave. He's tempo loss, explicitly tempo loss as a five-four. And if I don't draw Spectrum, I don't really have a great play. Um, besides maybe like a man thing, maybe. I suppose a, I. I should probably check wonder, in Doom or something, but
1: Doom probably wouldn't be a bad, But I wonder if a better change for Wave would have been. Keeping the old effect, but also doing the new one. So, like, if you use if you if you use Wave, turn four or before, it does the new effect. But if you use it after turn uh, turn four, then it makes it to where all cards are a maximum before, or uh, or all cards are four cost.
0: I don't know. That's a little complicated. I agree with you that I I do think. I, I wish there was a middle ground here because, man, it's just it's tough. It's tough to 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 think that, yeah, our only defense against a deck like Loki is a, an on reveal that you have to play on turn five that isn't guaranteed to stop um, bounce decks or you have to play a five four with massive tempo loss. It's rough. It's rough out here. Um I'll I'll I will i will i am hoping that maybe they they revert the Mobius change and that it will soften the blow a bit, but yeah. Um I have beaten Loki decks and I have beaten bounce decks with Sandman, but like I said, in those events, in like the four or five times where that's happened, um, the opposite player just leaves. So yeah, it's um it's a rough situation to be in right now. Let's put away some of the L's and let's start talking about some of the W's from this patch. Um, Negasonic Teenage Warhead went from a 3-5 that made it so that after any card is played here, destroy that card and this card, to a 3-2 that says after an enemy card is played here, destroy it once per game. Mini Life. I like it.
1: I don't have this card, but I wish I did.
0: Yeah, I kind of want it now. It seems fun. Uh, it's kinda like a a pre-Shang-Chi. You know? Like if you have priority, she's good. I like that. That's fun. Um Yeah, Ant-Man also received a change. I don't know why you would want him to be on Space Throne, but now he's more consistent with Dazzler and Mojo, in that, you know, if he, he makes it so if it's this side of location is full, he gets plus three power. Um and then last but not least, this is the change that you said that you you kinda liked. So before It was, you know, he's a 6-3, he destroys all enemy cards played here this turn, including unrevealed cards. Now he only destroys enemy cards that are still on the opponent's side. Why is this specific? Because of the goblins. So before, when you played a goblin, on the same turn as an Eliath, the goblin would reveal, assuming that they had priority, fly over to the Elioth's side, and then still get destroyed. And they felt like they didn't like that interaction, so they changed it. Um, what do you think about this? Uh, you said that you liked it. Are, are you taking in Hobgoblin into your decks? Um, Hobgoblin, not... Well, I don't know,
1: sometimes. But mainly it's just for the Green Goblin, because now they don't get a power lead out of playing... Um, oh, sorry. Uh, Elioth. Or alive, Elioth. Anyways, yeah, what were Yeah, yeah. They. Yeah, they uh, I feel like it's just how it should have worked to begin with, but I understand why it didn't work that way, and now I think it's how it should be. Do I still think Elioth is annoying? Yeah. Do I think that this will
0: help? Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I, and and here's the thing, right? Like, I I think it's neat that. If you really hate Eliath, and I mean you really despise the card, um you throw in armor and a green goblin and you're pretty much set. You know? Like It's true. It's not bad. I actually kinda like that, you know? Could be worse. Um if only I had those options with Loki. Uh but anyway, um I can be salty all day. Uh those were the uh most recent uh you know, patch changes, uh, that is, um, until the most recently, um, where we got a little bit of, uh, a shakeup in terms of data mines. So we can talk about what's coming in the future for a bit. Um, let's start with what is assumed to be the next season. Um, Hold on, I'm trying to to get all these straight because we we essentially have the data mines for November, December and into January. Um have you seen the January cards?
1: The January cards? Um I think so. I believe like um like battery bill and all those. Yes, yeah.
0: That's that's yes, one of them. Yes, I have seen those. Um sorry, I'm trying to find an article that that shows next month's.
1: Uh, uh, it's on the Halloween patch article. If you just. Oh wait, no, never mind. That's only December.
0: Yeah, hold on. Um, is it in the October update? No, because that's. I think that's December. Next month, I know Miss Marvel is coming out.
1: Yes, card isn't she?
0: Uh yeah, as as soon as I find it, I'll I'll talk about it because. You know what I'll do? I'll go to cards and I'll sort by um, release date, and I will include. Okay, here we go. So, oh, is is this really? I want to know the uh, the other cards. Okay, well we we can talk about Miss Marvel because we know for a fact that it's going to be the season pass card. So, Miss Marvel is a 4 5 that says ongoing adjacent locations where your cards have unique costs have 5 more power. This is essentially a better Mr. Fantastic, but let me explain to you how it's an insane Mr. Fantastic. You put Miss Marvel, throw down like a Mystique, and then put down an Onslaught. Yeah? Do you just win?
1: Uh, Enchantress.
0: Enchantress is a card. That's true. But I mean, Shadow King is a card, and people still play Shuri. So maybe you go Cosmo, Miss Marvel. Well, then you wouldn't get the Mystique.
1: Uh, you just bank on an Elysium every
0: game. Eh, I mean, you. I mean, you could also do something like um, because you would still have an extra turn on five. So maybe you go. Oh, I know. I uh, the the. the Okay, hear me out. So you go Cosmo, Marvel, Claw, Onslaught. You win the game. Respect. Yeah. Uh, on the less extreme end, without building an entire deck around her, I think she's just going to be good. I mean, Mister Fantastic is still played uh, across a couple of decks, um, and I don't think that Miss Marvel is going to be di- any different. I think when you're when you're building a deck with Miss Mar- Marvel, you're going to have to consider. The idea of having duplicate costs in each lane. But I don't think that's really that hard to play around. And having what is essentially a four-cost Doctor Doom is nuts. It's crazy. Um, So yeah, super powerful. I'll I'll be interested to see the sort of deck-building considerations that'll be um, sort of put around that. Um, I suppose next, yeah... Okay, I think... I'm double-checking here.
1: Gladiator, right? Yes,
0: yes. I think I have the, the next three cards. It's going to be Gladiator, Annihilus, and Martyr. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Gladiator. This card is busted. Like, correct me if, it, if I'm wrong, but isn't this just, like, a 3-7 with an upside? Yeah,
1: I think the fact that he's a 3-7 makes it
0: crazy Okay, let's read. Let's actually read the card. So, it's a three seven with an on reveal. Add a card from your opponent's deck to their side of this location. If it has less power, destroy it.
1: Um, uh, rip and piece bounce. Um, man, I mean, this is gladiator's
0: gonna be thing. Um, like you just put forge and gladiator in a deck in any deck, and you call it a day.
1: Yeah, that's. Wow, that's gonna be rough. Um, I mean, why would I ever run Maximus? Yeah. Ever again?
0: Yeah. And I get it. Like some cards are gonna be replaced. I, we had this discussion with like you know Punisher and and uh, Captain America. I is there just like a downside that I'm not seeing right now? Like, let's even assume that you do get out one of their big cards, you still have a three seven.
1: I mean, the only downside that I can see is, like, you just pull something, like, incredibly big, like an infinite or a Hulk or maybe, like, an Orca, and it's a solo lane. Um, but then you just also run Shang-Chi, and then they get destroyed anyway.
0: Honestly, that's a great combo. Go Gladiator, and then you have Shang-Chi in your hand, and boom, it's gone. <laughs> like, Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, what? what do you do? <laughs> this is... It's troubling. I'll just say it. It's troubling. I don't. Especially, like, let's talk about the extreme cases with this card. You throw it on Shuri, it's a 314. How many cards in the game are 14 or more power? Like, let's see. It's
1: like Giganto, Agatha, Destroyer, and, like, Infinite, I think, are the only ones.
0: Yeah. Maybe Orca, if he's. Oh! You know what I just thought himself. about? Huh?
1: He's the only card that can kill Lady Deathstrike. Like, if if he pulls out Lady Deathstrike. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, I wonder how that interaction's gonna work. Will hers trigger first, or will his?
0: See, I think... Here's the only legitimate, fair piece of this card. When he pulls a card, it's like a Jubilee, and that card's on-reveal goes off. Like, Like, if he pulls a Professor X... The Professor X basically saves himself because he locks down the lane.
1: Yeah, but then you're losing because he's a 3-7. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. Do I have another reason to put Leader in every deck? You're <laughs> me out. They play Gladiator. He pulls Leader. Leader gets Gladiator. You lose Leader, but now you both have a 3-7. So actually, now you pull something out of their deck.
0: Yes. You do the Uno reverse card. That's hilarious. Um, you know, I, I was also thinking, like, you probably just play this in, like, you probably play, you just slot this into Shuri Sauron because you also have zero in the deck. So if you're feeling, like, particularly antsy, you can just, like, go zero into Gladiator, and in stats, that's a four ten gosh
1: go ahead and throw in a werewolf by night you know he'll bounce up behind him and
0: oh my god make it a
1: oh man that's a big lane that is a really big lane all right
0: yeah this card is incredible um i i want this card but i'm afraid it's gonna be too good (laughs) like it's gonna be busted and i'll feel bad for playing it um so let's actually talk about a card that i know that i'm getting uh, because I'm a Sentry Enjoyer, and you know, it. Uh, have you ever asked yourself, like, why don't we have another card-like Viper in the game?
1: Why, why don't we have another card-like Viper in the game?
0: Well, it's because Annihilus is coming out, and Annihilus is a 5-7 with an on-reveal that says, if you, your cards with zero or less power switch sides, destroy those that can't. This is dope as hell. I agree. Uh, junk decks rejoice. Uh, throw debris down. Uh, Put Annihilus down on five, and any of the rocks that don't make it over to your opponent's side are just destroyed, so it's not even, like, affecting you. Um, Yeah, I mean, especially the combo of going sentry into Annihilus is crazy. Um, That is just a free, uh, you know, ten-power Hobgoblin, and then you're swinging that lane by seven points, too. You
1: know what I think? I think he's really being added to
0: help with galactus
1: deck oh no they threw a hobgoblin on me good thing i have this
0: (laughs) this is like a weird anti-tech yeah because i mean it it, i there was a brief stint where people were just running debris in their decks just to stop galactus at at a certain point but anias is like nah son get get back over there um that's hilarious yeah um card good I want to use this card. Junk decks are going to have a way better way to play with their stuff. Um, If you don't draw Luke Cage, Annihilus is just incredible in hazmat decks. Yeah, good stuff. I like it. All right. Um, Last and certainly least, uh, Martyr. (laughs) Um, Martyr is a 1-4 that says, at the end of the game, move to a location that loses you the game if possible. Um it's a zero target. It works pretty good if you're filling lanes. But can I ask you something, Doctor? Hey,
1: you can run it with zero.
0: Can I can I ask you something for real for real? Go, go
1: ahead. Go ahead.
0: Could I just run Hawkeye though?
1: You you could. Um but hear me out.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm, I know I'm you could say that
1: this could happen to Hawkeye too, but nah, that would never happen to Hawkeye. Uh you get killmongered.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh um, man!
1: Do you imagine contesting, like having to contest space throne with this? Oh man, that'd be awful.
0: Yeah, or like. You ever would. Here's the thing: in in the data mines, this was a two six, and as a two six, I actually kind of liked it, you know. But yeah. as a one four, it's actively working against you, and Hawkeye exists, so. And here's the thing, like you were saying, you could play it with Zero. You can also play Titania with Zero, and Titania is a PowerPoint more and doesn't try to lose you the game on purpose, you know?
1: That's true, or you could
0: just play Zero with Ebony Maw. (laughs) True, that is the best option. I don't know. I think it's It's funny. There are going to be clips. Yeah. There are going to be clips on YouTube, on YouTube Shorts, with this card. It's going to be funny. Um, I agree. But I I certainly wouldn't use a cash for this. Are you joking?
1: Hey, don't say that. They might make her the season card.
0: <sighs> yeah, yeah. Good times. Anyway, um, yeah. That's uh, that's that's all the cards coming out next month. Um, very very wild. I like. I don't know the cohesive theme that they're going for. I know that they're basing it off of the Marvels TV show, but yeah, it's uh kind of nuts. I'm most excited about Annihilus. I think Gladiator is gonna be busted. Uh, Martyr is a joke, and uh, Miss Marvel is going to be good. Um, any final thoughts before we move on to more data mind cards? Uh, no, not really. Okay, yeah, let's, uh, let's keep moving with um, what is going to be the December uh, season pass. And we don't have to go super in-depth with uh, these sort of cards, because, you know, I, personally, I get... I'm more confident talking about it when we get closer and we have an idea of what these cards are actually going to be statted like, are actually going to say. Um, yeah, but, I agree. But we can we can certainly talk about it. Just take what we're saying with a grain of salt. Um, I believe we start with Sebastian Shaw, which is going to be the season pass card uh, for the month of December. Um. Oh, it actually releases on my birthday. That's fun. Happy birthday. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's a 3-3 that says when this card permanently gains power, gain plus two more power wherever this is. Um, Surfer is drooling, like slobbering at this card.
1: Yeah. Can you blame him?
0: I mean, legitimately, you only need Surfer in a deck to make Sebastian Shaw a uh, 3-7. That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not even talk about the fact that you could, like, cheese the hell out of it with, like, Nakia. Throw down, like, I don't know, um, Killmon- You Here's what you do. You do Killmonger Nova Silver Surfer, and Sebastian Shaw is a what? Like a 310? Around there. Bonkers. Good card. Uh, also, he has some Fire Ass variants. Did, did you see the variants here? King shit.
1: <laughs> no, I did not.
0: Um. Yeah, I'm looking at the card on Snapfan, and he looks regal as all hell. Uh, very snobbish. Love the guy. Um. Yeah, I I have nothing more to say other than this is going to be a good card. It's a stats card. Um. Speaking of a stats card, uh, coming up next is Firestar. Have you seen this card? I I've seen this card on Twitter, and it just makes me nervous. I have seen it, and it's, it's going to be interesting. Here's the deal. It's a six-three. It says on reveal, each card you played last turn gains this card's power. Let me explain something to you, Daka. In a world where Mysterio, Hit Monkey, and Forge exists, you have to ask yourself: Is Firestar going to break the game? I think
1: maybe. Ooh, Cerebro. I, I was gonna say Cerebro two, but I also that I- meant two is isn't as well, but also
0: Cerebro yeah. Three. Yeah, yeah, it's very good, right? Like, you could do, I mean, here's the thing. So, what I like about this card is that it inverts bounce decks, right? You're not trying to do explosive things on turn six. This is actually a way to get around cards like Sandman, right? Because you do everything that you want to on turn five, and then Firestar just makes it better. Um, I think you almost always play Mysterio with Firestar, I think they're buddies forever, um, probably. But I also think that you need to play some other stuff too. So what's what's like the most optimal combo that works with Firestar? Maybe you do like oh oh okay I, th- this is becoming increasingly more obvious. You you probably run Wasp and um, Yellow Jacket. So you do like Mysterio into a two drop into um wasp yellow jacket and then at the very end you throw in a forge and then you put down firestar and it's like you just did three doctor dooms
1: yeah that's but hey maybe gladiator pulls her out of the deck early
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's gonna be our new uh our new uh, tech slot and you know, I-, I will say, again, I do like this card for the reason that it inverts the expectation for bounce decks. Um, and I. it should also probably be mentioned, you always run Chavez in your Firestar deck. Always. This is a heavily combo-dependent card. Um, but yeah, super interesting. I think it's going to be good. Um, any final thoughts? No, not really. Okay, moving on to Celine. I think I think you might like this card, Daka. A lot. Um, it's a 1 negative 1 that says on reveal, afflict the lowest power card in each player's hand with minus 3 power. Hmm. The reason that this is so good is because if you're building a deck with Celine, it's probably a junk deck. You probably have a hobgoblin, a hood, a something. And you probably run Annihilus anyway. So, basically, you throw down Celine. Let's say your White Tiger is now a negative 2 power card, but the Tiger itself is 8 power, so you throw that down. And then you Annihilus and both Celine and the negative power card swap over. And then your opponent still has a negative 3 power card. It's good. I, I don't think there's anything else that more that I could say than it's good. Do you like a a 3-6 th- uh Green Goblin? Does that sound oh, good I to you? Three
1: negative six. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. That Throw sounds that pretty good on, to me.
1: Uh, on Bar sinister. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, good times. Um Yeah, she's going to be nuts. Uh I like her a lot. And I think that she's appropriately statted too. I like that she fits into that archetype so well. Um Yeah, do you want to do you want to talk about the worst card in Marvel Snap? Quite possibly.
1: I love Awful Snap. Wait, Awful Cards and Marvel
0: Snap. And look, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe the community is wrong on this card. Maybe it's the most busted thing we've ever seen. But let me read this out to you, and I'm going to let you mull it over for a second before you give your opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Havoc is a uh-huh. 2-1. Right. That says after each turn, you lose one max energy, and this gains plus three power. Amazing. Best card in the
1: game. Hear me out. Uh-huh. Kazoo list.
0: We're going to make a return. Shadow King makes you cry. Shadow
1: King doesn't exist. I don't even know who that guy is. Um, <laughs> never met
0: him. Never seen him in person, so obviously he's not real. Because, I mean, here's the thing, right? When I when I read this card initially, I was like, oh, okay, it's like an upgraded sunspot, right? Because uh-huh. you're taking one energy and you're converting it into three. That's a, that's a dang steal. But you can't stop it. You don't have choice in this matter. He's going to take your max energy. And an interaction that we're not too sure of yet is like, okay, so are you just stuck at two energy for the rest of the game? Is that how that works? Or is it that you're just down by one each turn? So on turn three, you'll be two energy. On turn four, you'll be three energy. Or is it you just don't get the max energy bonus because he's taking it? So you're just stuck at at two. You know, that
1: is the question. But hear me out. Uh-huh. Electro.
0: See, that's interesting to me right like because if it, if we're going with the option that he takes your max max energy like you don't even get like the the plus one thing at the beginning of the turn um mm-hmm. i don't think you can play electro what do you mean okay so turn 2 you play havoc uh-huh. turn 3 rolls around it takes one max energy you're still at two energy you can't play uh electro so hear me out uh-huh
1: there is you could play Psylocke. And, and or Psylocke. Or maybe you play... You play e. Viper. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's you do. You play <laughs> Viper. Just, you play Viper, just... and then uh, you play Man-Thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you just say, fuck you, buddy. Now the rest of your game is ruined. Yeah. Take that. Yeah, that's rough, man. I, like... I, this card is devastating on whoever side it's on. Because <coughs> here's the deal, too. If you build your deck around Havoc, you still have to draw the cards around it. So, I don't know, man. I don't like this card design. It's very polarizing. And ironically, yeah, I think the strongest combo is going to be with Viper. You just you just debilitate your opponent. Um, yeah, that's nuts. Um, I do think... I do think it's going to be changed by the time we see it. I don't think it releases like this. I just, I can't believe that it does. But we'll see. We will see. Um, And last but not least, um, we have the data datamined cards for all the way into January. So take everything here with an extreme grain of salt. (coughs) Sorry, I've been talking for... What feels like sixteen hours, um, so the season pass for the January season is going to be a scar. Um, he's a six eleven, and he costs two less for each of your cards that have 10 or more power. This seems really good. I agree. I really like this because even if you just get like an atuma out, that is a four eleven that you can just play.
1: So what I'm hearing is, is
0: the big boys' list is about to get even better. Uh, you bet your bottom dollar it is. Yeah, um, I'm excited to play around with this card. There's a lot of creative things you can do. Um, I also like that it's it's going to be a card that ultimately rewards smart play. Like, in order to get ten power cards on the board, um. Typically that requires a lot of commitment, but if if you make yourself like a, a, a devil dino deck or throw in like um like an iron lad or something, that's good. And it doesn't specify that it has to be base power, so if you get like um like I don't know, if you get like a deadpool to ten if, power.
1: If you shuri something
0: yep, up to yep.
1: above ten power.
0: Yep. If you like uh, if you sh- oh hell, if you Elsa like a vision. Or whatever. Um, get a really big
1: sunspot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of ways to get 10 power on the board. And then you immediately get a 411, which is crazy. And it only gets better for every other achievement that you mark. So, yeah, it's good. What well, The easiest combo that I can think of off the, off the top of my head is you play like... You do like... I don't know. Uh, Namor into Taskmaster. Um... And suddenly you have a two eleven that you can just play. That sounds pretty good to me. Um And speaking of cards that uh that reward big stuff, uh Is it Kara? Kaira?
1: I think that's an L in the middle.
0: Kalera. Interesting. Okay, so yeah. Kalera is a 3-4 that says ongoing, your one in six cost cards can't be destroyed. Holy moly! Killmonger. Killmonger does not exist. <laughs> like, assuming that you have priority, assuming that you have priority, Killmonger does not exist. Shang-Chi does not exist. Uh it's great. I like this. It's like a, it's like a better armor. Because realistically, there are some circumstances where this wouldn't apply, but realistically, the cards that you don't want destroyed the most are your one in six cost cards. I really like the design of this. Um yeah, I, I don't have much more to say other than I'm probably getting this card. I really like it. Um, cards that I'm not going to get include Hercules, which is a 4-6. And he's, it says, the first time another card moves here each turn, move it to another location. Looks pretty good, I just, it's not for me. Do you think that you'll be playing this, perhaps?
1: Um. Maybe. I could see myself messing around with it in some move lists, but I don't think I'm going to spend any spotlight
0: caches. Yeah, it's tough to justify. Um, I also it like I kind of get it. Like the idea is that Hercules is gonna be strong enough to push these move cards back. But I would have expected him as a big card. I mean he's Hercules.
1: Name should be Heracles, but yeah.
0: True. Um another new card that we can talk about is Grandmaster. Now this one I had to to wrap my my brain around. He's a 2-0 with an on reveal move one of your other on-reveal cards here to the middle location, its ability happens again.
1: Mm, So it moves an on-reveal from either the left or the right, wherever you play them, into the middle, and then their on-reveal triggers again.
0: And I think maybe they can improve the wording here, but yes, I think you have to play this in the middle. Because it says move one of your other on-reveal cards here to the middle location. Um, wait, 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 wait a minute. No, no,
1: no, no. no, no. It, it means you play it in the, either the left or the right, and then it, ah. it moves that card to the
0: middle. Interesting. Okay, so it's not as restrictive as I thought, but it's still restrictive in that you can't play it in the middle. Correct. Okay. I still think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be really good,
1: I in think, fact. I think if you can get a Grandmaster to hit a Wolf's Bane twice,
0: that's going to be pretty good. I think like this probably goes crazy in a um in a werewolf deck. I agree. I also think like it's a little harder to use than an absorbing man, but you probably just throw this at every on reveal list. It's like a it's like a conditional absorbing man. What I like about it though is that it's, at its current stat line, I don't know, it feels fair. Is that just me?
1: I think it's fine. I, I, I mean, like you said, you know, these cards are a long way away, um, so I think we'll just have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think, I think that's fair. Um, I'm, I'm actually really happy about this. Do you know Meek? I, I feel like I do. But in, I also, like in I the tell. MCU, this is Korg's little like.
1: Yeah, I was say this is Korg's little guy, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, doesn't speak English. Thought that he was dead, but he wasn't dead. I think it's or very it's funny. Like a
1: little worm in a suit.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So in in Marvel Snap, it's a one-one that says after each turn, if you discarded any cards, gain plus one power for each and move. I think with Modok, this is solid. I agree. It's like a second, uh, a second Morbius. <clears throat>
1: that moves.
0: Yes, yeah. It's a sl- it's a sneaky little slimy little guy. I like it. Um I probably I'll probably get this card. I don't like as cool as Grandmaster is, probably not going to get him. I'm definitely not getting Hercules. I'm probably getting Calera and Scar. And I'm also probably getting Meek. I l- I like this card. I'll throw him in like my docking lists and we'll have a great time. Um and uh this is the last of the cards that are in li- this list, at least. Um, sorry, voice crack. Beta Ray Bill. He's like Super Thor. Okay, he's a four-five that says on reveal shuffle Stormbreaker into your deck. Stormbreaker is a zero-one that says on reveal double Beta Ray Bill's power. Jane Foster stonks are just through the roof. Let me yeah. present. Let me present something to you. You don't even need Lockjaw in this deck. It's better with Lockjaw, but you don't even need it. Here's what you do you do Thor, Beta Ray Bill, you play Jane Foster. Last turn, you play Stormbreaker, Mjolnir, uh, Wasp, Yellowjacket, and um, Hitmonkey. That's big, it's huge. And that's even, like, that's if you don't do any of the gimmicks that you can do here. Like, imagine you go uh, Shuri into Beta Ray into, um, uh, sorry. Shuri oh, into Beta Ray into Jane Foster, and then you do, like, uh, Taskmaster Stormbreaker.
1: And and hear me out. If you do it right, you could also get a scar out, no?
0: Holy shit, you're totally right. You are totally right. Yeah, because y- assuming that you get like... Mm, actually, I don't know. That's pretty tough. Only because you would have to play Stormbreaker or Mjolnir bef- oh, on yeah. turn 5. Yeah, you
1: have to play them on turn 5.
0: Yeah. yeah. You
1: can just top deck it. Just, just top deck it.
0: Or Lockjaw or, you know, do any, any of the many things you could do. You could do magic too. um, But yeah, man. It's pretty nuts. I think an entirely new, like, Thor deck is going to appear. It's going to be back in full force. And again, this isn't even talking about the gimmicks that you could do. Especially when you do something like, um... You do a Lockjaw version of this list and throw, like, a Koye in there. It just makes everything a million times better. Um... Yeah. Kind of crazy. Um... And that, I believe, is the last of everything that we need to catch up with before the end of the month. Holy moly. Um, we did it. We did it. It's been a banger. Any final thoughts as we're going to the next season? Are you excited about these changes? Do you think that uh, the game is in a good spot? Are you excited about any particular cards?
1: I think that the game is in a good spot. Um... I'm definitely excited for a few of the cards. And you know, I'm
0: ready. Bring it on. Yeah, dude. I'm uh I'm pretty excited. I'm excited for uh Sebastian Shaw coming out on my birthday. That's fun. Um I really like Annihilus. I'm really excited for Annihilus. And um Yeah, I also like a lot of the uh the Planet Hulk cards. I like a lot of them. Um so I'm excited for uh, for January coming up. I don't think it's a bad time to be in Marvel Snap. So that being said, if there's one thing that you can remember, it's that we're infinite. Thanks for listening.